Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
not only with our mouths and with our hands clapping and feet dancing, but Lord, we, we even worship you on our instruments tonight. Oh, yeah.
like a coat Tear it up like a note Let the pieces fall to the ground like falling snow Go for a walk outside Watch as a red bird flies He needs a lifting and we need a lifting too If we're gonna pray about it There's no use in worrying If we're gonna worry about it Why are we praying? Just leave it in the hands of the Father Leave it in the hands of the healer Leave it in the hands of Jesus And walk away Oh, walk away Take all your doubt and fear Whisper it in in the mailbox, raise the flag and let it go. Cause if we're gonna pray about it, there's no use in worrying. If we're gonna worry about it, why are we praying? Just leave it in the hands of the Father, leave it in the hands of the healer.
point of contact. Um, it seems that another pastor on YouTube mentioned me um, in their in their message or something like that. Um, a minister named um, I, I don't even know the minister, but I, after this minister, it's a lady, I think, mentioned me on her program. I've been hit with about a hundred requests, uh, almost a hundred, from from sick people and people that have demons. So what I want to do, and there's some sick people on this line this morning from the chat line. Hold on a minute. I'm going to go with the speaker. Um, how many people on this speaker this morning are have some kind of um, sickness or feeling some kind of sickness? I'm concerned because I got uh, some of these people have some symptoms of that uh, virus, and I and I feel like. I feel like they need to be healed this morning before it gets any worse or before the enemy has an opportunity to get in in there and um, attack them. So I want want us to pray because I, I really feel, I really feel a burden for healing and deliverance this morning. I mean, a real burden from the Lord. So you were going to talk about point of contact, meaning Jesus? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. All right. I'm probably going to do a healing service tonight to minister to the um, six people and those that are not feeling well. I, I believe the Lord. I think I'll do it at 9 p.m. Anybody else over here on this speaker that's not feeling 100% this morning? Just say yes or no or text me or something. But I know all these people from this lady. The lady's name, they said, was Torah Grace. And she referred about 100 people over here for deliverance, for deliverance, because they from everywhere. They from Canada. They from, they from everywhere. They they call them from everywhere because of this lady. And I don't even know her, but I thank her. I'm gonna know her. I'm gonna know her because I'm gonna find out who she is, and that she had enough confidence in the tailline to to trust the tailline with her her um, constituency, her followers. Amen. <laughs> Um, and and I mean I know some people I know that don't even do that. They don't even do that. So for a complete stranger to do that, a complete complete stranger to me, but obviously a sister in the Lord. Um, I don't. I, and for the people to follow up and contact me, I I, I know it's God. But so okay. I'm going to just 
put this on, and, and when you get up, I'm going to let them know I'm going to do a healing deliverance. I'm going to do a pretty expensive one because um, I don't know these people, so I have to start start from the beginning. But I know this. I know that for another minister to recommend me over the Internet and tell the people they need to come to be delivered and uh and they they actually do it. That means a lot to me. And for the headliners that um, I've been, um, and for the headliners that uh, that told me they're not feeling well, I, I I got to deal with that. I got to deal with that, and I got to deal with it right away. So I'm gonna deal with it um, at nine o'clock tonight. So I'm gonna play this song and. Um, uh, you can take it right up. If you believe God for a miracle, and you know we can do the impossible, shout yeah. yeah. I believe God for a miracle. And if you trust that he'll do what he said he would, in the end it will work out for your good, shout yeah. You know the thing that you need looks and sounds so crazy, but no matter what they say,
Father, we thank you this morning for your word. 
We thank you this morning for your word and for your for the touch of of that power, that healing power, Lord, that you, Jesus, purchased for us. Your word says, Lord, that anyone who calls on your name will be saved. And that we're we're putting our hope and our trust and our faith on your word this morning. There was a woman, and she was sick, and she went through all the procedures, and she went through all the channels to get healing, and she just couldn't get well. And she spent her savings and her life looking and searching for that one thing that would just give her relief and heal her. And then one day somebody told her about somebody, and then she she knew that she tried everything else. But this this man who who was walking amongst them was going around and he was healing. So this woman and she she doesn't have a name, but we can some of us can relate to knowing what it's like to go through doctor after Specialist, and after treatment after treatment, and still we we try to get that relief, and it just seems to always the devil just seems to always keep it out of reach. But this woman, she found and she put her trust in a man called Jesus. She told herself, if I can just reach out, if I can just get a hold of just the the fabric. Of his clothes That I I would be made whole I'd be healed And it happened And some of us have heard Friends or family tell us about A time when you were sick Or a time when they were sick And they they were healed And God touched them And and they received a, a healing That changed their life and when you hear that, you want that for yourself. And God has prepared that for yourself. I want to talk to you about something called the point of contact. The point of contact. Again, we're forced to we're forced to decide in our time in this day and hour put our faith in something, put our trust somewhere because there's dangers and there's risks and we have people that are educated and they are, have the authority to tell us to be cautious and to take care and to be mindful of where you go and what you touch because when you there's a transfer out there that's trying to, to spread and it's trying to afflict. So we're, we have this guard up and it's wisdom. It's wise. Because God cares about your body and You are important Your health is important to God And that's why he purchased Such a so great a salvation In Genesis 3 1 through 19 In the King James I read Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast in the, Of the field which the Lord God had made And he said unto the woman Yea hath God said Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden 
And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat it, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree? Whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field upon thy belly shalt thou go. And thus shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. He shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrows and thy conception, and sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. And thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree, of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee. And thou shalt eat of the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread. Till thou return unto the ground, for out of it was thou taken. For dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou, sh- thou shalt return. Life is about connections. <clears throat> Careers are about connections sometimes, and we find that when you when you grow when you grow older and you you, you gain experience and you begin to learn how life works, it, you find that you have to find the right point of contact for all your needs. You learn how to manage those contacts. You know, for taxes, there's a person who's assigned. Those taxes that you file for court, there's an attorney or a lawyer that's assigned for you for your health. You have a a doctor. And then for certain illnesses and afflictions, there's specialists. For each kind of specialist, that's the contact for that person in their specific need. For your for for uh, states, they have governors. Cities have mayors. You have a mailman that usually handles the mail in your area. When you go to a restaurant, you have a waitress. To buy a house, you need to find and contact a realtor. If you want to get involved in the stock market, you got to have a stockbroker. 
Life is about context. Nature is about context. You look at nature, you see lightning needs something to contact, to, to bridge that gap and to connect. And then there's a transfer. There's a power transfer. You know, electricity needs things like water, conductive, like gold, copper, things that are the right point of contact for the, for the needs and for those things that are needed to be transferred. In order for a transfer to happen, there has to be a point of contact. And many times, there needs to be the right point of contact. Because there are wrong points of contact. You need to know the difference because the devil knows the difference. And rest assured, he's looking to find the difference. Point of contact is defined, it's a noun, it's defined as a person or department that can be approached for information or assistance on a specific topic. And this, of course, is pointing out to business. A point of contact, it says, is a, a POC is a, or a single point of contact is a person or a department serving as a coordinator or focal point of information concerning an activity or a program. A point of contact is used in many cases where information is time sensitive and accuracy is important. Now, a single point of contact refers to a single entity that can be contacted as opposed to any given channel of contact. A single point of contact offers multiple contacts and can even offer exclusive contacts. You see, our lungs, they seek air. Our heart, it, it needs blood. When you're hungry, you seek bread, and when you're thirsty, you seek water. When you have questions, you need answers, and when we're lonely, we could use a friend. And our eyes, naturally, they seek light. Our ears, naturally, they receive sound. And the, the sinner stands in need of a Savior. But to find the right answer for one's need, we need a point of contact. We need the right point of contact, a way to manage finding and obtaining the right answer for the need. God, we are in the need of you. And we confess that, Lord, in our hearts. We're, we're, we're here in this time, in this place, where we're at, because we know we need you, Jesus. We know we need you. And we admit that we need you. Out of wisdom, we seek for things that we need. Self-preservation tells us naturally to breathe and to receive food when we're hungry. God, we, we know out of wisdom that we're sick and we need you. It's not, it's not that complicated. We know we need you. So life is about connections. It's about making the contact. And for the right connections... To be made, we need the right point of contact. Show us the right point of contact, God. And if we're using our brains, we'll cut to the chase and go right to you, Jesus. We won't try out all the alternatives and the counterfeits. This is where it matters. In this time, many people are being forced to their knees confess sins and to and to 
and to receive the salvation that you purchased for us. And like we heard yesterday on the TED line, Dr. Erica said, everything in this world began with the power of words. It all began with words. Between nothing and everything, there's words. Contacts transfer, you know. They, a point of contact transfers. And there's no better example of a point of contact than a book. A book is a point of contact between its author and the reader. A personal note can be a, a single point of contact that's just between one person and the reader. See, the author can be a specialist on a certain topic, and nobody else would really have the information they have, and so the book they offer is exclusive. The information in the book came from them and nobody else, so they're, they're the single point of contact where that information can come from, and that's where we see in this Bible, we see that there is one person, that man, Jesus, the Word of God. God created everything. The Bible tells us by Jesus, God made all things. God created man. God created woman. And that was Adam's connection to God. Because God used Jesus, the word of God, to create everything. In Colossians 1, 16 and 17 in the King James, it says, For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in the earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions, or principalities, or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things. And by him all things consist. So by Jesus, Adam became. When God visited Adam and Eve in the garden, they would have words. Adam in the garden with God, and there was the word. All of creation owes its life to the word of Jesus. You and I depend on the word of God. Now, in that perfect, pristine garden at that time, there was no separation yet. There was no disconnect. Before the incident with the serpent, they were right with God. But in that perfection... Garden of Eden, a serpent came with words to trick Eve. But there was no point of contact yet, and the serpent knew that with his own words that he crafted with a counterfeit truth, saying, you won't die, he needed to get her to receive that. And how did she do that? Eve took the fruit and gave it to Adam with her. That fruit became the point of contact. But instead of it connecting them to what the serpent promised, because it wasn't true, all, of the, all the fruit did was give them that knowledge that separated them from God. So that point of contact ushered in death. Some points of contact separate. Some kill. Some destroy. And that's the purpose the devil sets out for, to put things that we, we think we need in front of us. So that we'll take them, so that we'll receive them. And that's how transfers happen. Something needs to be out there. It could be a conversation. It could be an image. It could be a song. It could be a person. It could be an object. It could be a drug. It could be anything. 
Although they were separated from the garden, God still continued to care for them. Please understand that. He cared for them. He gave them covering to adequately cover them when the fig leaves failed to adequately cover their shame. And later in chapter 4, Cain, their son Cain and Abel made sacrifices. See, those sacrifices were points of contact. There was obedience that they were following when they were sacrificing because there was something prophetic. There was something prophetic through their act of obedience on that altar when they were offering up that land. That land would be the connection back to God. And that was the purpose of the altar, the sacrifice, the lamb, was to point to Jesus. But Cain somehow got it in his spirit and his brain to burn fruits and vegetables on the altar. Now there's, in and of itself, there's nothing wrong with fruits and vegetables. But it wasn't the lamb. It wasn't obedience. It wasn't, it was out of the wrong spirit. And it was sin. But you'll notice that God approached God, God approached Cain and with the answer. Look at this. Genesis 4, 6 in the Amplified. And the Lord said to Cain, why are you so angry? And why do you look annoyed? Because, you know, think about it. Cain knew. He knew. Okay, he messed up. He, he, he did the wrong thing. But God is saying, why are you so angry? And why do you look annoyed? If you do well, believing me and doing what is acceptable and pleasing to me, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, but ignore my instruction, sin crouches at your door. It desires, its desire is for you. To overpower you But you must master it That's how God responded to Cain With the wrong sacrifice God corrected Cain He gave them the answer According to this Cain's sacrifice That point of contact was the wrong one God wanted Cain to be included in this because the, the lamb's blood was the point of contact to a very important prophecy. That act was important, not produce, that lamb. Just like when Adam and Eve sinned and God came to help cover their shame. God was not trying to, God was trying to help Cain by telling you not to let sin control him. Warning him that it's at the door. Those were his words of life to Cain. They were words of truth. But instead of taking God's instruction of truth in verses 8 through 16, Cain is seen murdering his brother. Instead of mastering the sin at his door, Cain took a point of contact like a rock or a knife. And he slew his brother. With that point of contact, sin was ushered through the door. It was at that time God speaks to Cain with punishment. Now there's punishment. Punishment not for sacrificing the wrong thing. God punished him for taking his brother's life. 
And the devil used his words to get to Adam and Eve to sin through fruit. God's words warned them with truth. But the devil kills with lies. Those points of contact, they were just fruit. They were just a, it was just a knife. But the devil gets us into this mindset where we get fixated on things and not the word of God and we mess up. In the story of Abraham and Isaac, we see God provide just like he did before. We find that God is obeying. He's going up to the altar, and he's, God tells him to sacrifice Isaac, that son of promise. Isaac and – I mean, Isaac is there. He sees. He knows what's happening. Abraham and Sarah, they couldn't have children, and that word of God, that promise that they received and, and clung to came true. God didn't fail them. But now they're seeing that this is about to be taken away. Now, did they get fixated on the on the on Isaac, or did they stay true to the Word of God and they faithfully followed God? And we see that test: how Abraham went up there and he still obeyed God and was about to sacrifice his son. But God, just like He provided for Adam and Eve. He provided the right point of contact. He gave them, he gave Abraham the right point of contact. Abraham, his hand was stopped. God said, don't do it. Now I know that you will obey me. Now I know you trust me. And God provided a ram that was caught in the thickets right, right there at the altar. And so Abraham Sacrificed the proper Prophetic Sacrifice The right point of contact See God will provide for himself God will provide It was now that God spoke to me about the oil After reading this story about Abraham See it appears sometimes When, you, when, you, when God When you go through all this in life And, and you, 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 your faith is being increased You're trusting in God And you're, you're standing on scripture that, That's right for you That God uses to instruct you And to, to, to make you And to grow your spiritual man, and and you you you, you see God providing; He comes through just like He always does. But t- sometimes those things are taken away, and it's in that moment, just like with Abraham, that God's looking to see what you're going to do. Are you more committed to the thing that God gave you, or or are you committed to the God who gave it to you? And it was it was here when I began to think about the oil, and I mean the flowing oil. See, when things began to happen with the flowing oil, I was a little conflicted in my spirit, just thinking about it, but not conflicted in my faith in God regarding oil. See, God began working with me because after knowing what was said, I was still at peace, but the conflict was this. 
What was God's purpose for all of it happening the way it did? That's what I was wondering. See, I was looking for God in it. I'm looking to see what, what's, the, what's for me, God? What's the message? And we know it was proven multiple times, and it's documented. And there are who knows how many number of people who witnessed and who received miracles from God through that very oil. And I knew that nothing changed with me. And certainly it did not make God a liar. I saw now that even though the oil was a point of contact for many to receive miracles of God, it was claimed now that some of those miracles even came when that point of contact was oil that may or may not have been bought or may not have been caught. At least faith, that was the claim. But the miracles can't be denied. See, God cannot be denied. The test is where's your faith? See, if, if my faith was, not, was in the oil and was not in God, I would have stumbled, as some reportedly had maybe stumbled. When I was there visiting, I was handed, he handed me a bag of, a couple bags of those vials of oil. I went home with probably 20, 20 vials where my family did. And this tested me where I truly put my trust, in the oil or, or in God. It's a fact. God uses oil. He uses this anointing. He uses the, the biblical use of oil. He uses that. Because it's the power's in God. And my faith was still strong enough in God that instead of throwing out the ones I had left, I went and found reasons to use all of the ones I had left. Because it, it didn't matter. It truly doesn't matter. Is our faith in the gold or in the temple that sanctifies the gold? None of that matters. Only thing that matters is faith in God. <clears throat> if God's going to use something in my life and I'm called to it, the hardest test might come when my faith is found not at the point of contact. It's got to be in God. We're going to see men and women of God that are going to come on the scene and be used mightily of God. And in the next minute, after all those miracles, after all the you know, people and the, the multitudes are converted and saved, that that person disappears. A person, a ministry may be called by God into areas of need and be used greatly. They might shut down and tear down strongholds and do great things, and they might disappear. Our trust in people might disappear. You see, God uses everything for his purpose. And that, that tells me that God is in it, and that's where I need to be. They're just a point of contact, bringing the word of God to a lost people and connecting them back to God. And when they're gone, my faith has got to be still in God. They're just points of contact. So if the devil tricks them to fall, I should not fall with them. If those ministries disappear, my faith should not disappear with them. Our faith and trust has got to be in the word of God. It's got to be. So we don't err. We don't want to go that way. In the beginning was the word. From the first spoken words, life began with God. The moment mankind was created, the connection to life 
was to God, his word. That was his, Jesus was there. John 1, 1 through 5, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth into darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. So at the beginning, our point of contact is that word. You'll see in verse 6 that John is there because why was he there? He was there to prepare the way. He was there to prepare the way. He was a point of contact that was meant to show the people repentance because we've got to prepare the way for the word. He's here. By preaching Baptizing and crying out for the people to repent He's preparing He's a point of contact To what? To Jesus, the word And when When John disappeared off the scene You see you, Some people stumbled It devastated them Oh, he's, he's in prison Oh, he's, they heard he, he had been executed and Some people They go astray from things like that that man was just a point of, of contact, pointing to Jesus, pointing to, listen, repent, Jesus is coming. We've got to get ready. That's what he was saying. Faith has got to be in Jesus. It's got to be in the word of God. See, the devil wants you to get hung up in the lesser points of contact, the little ones. Because every now and then a flower springs up here and a and a a bush springs up over here and a tree comes up here and another flower here, but they go away. We talk about the glory of God when we see that beautiful flower, but when it's gone, God still has glory. He still creates. I'm sure Abraham was a little conflicted on that, at that altar site with that knife in his hand, but his faith was not in Isaac. And because God saw him prove it, Abraham was blessed because of it. And God said to Abraham, I'll bless your seed. Your, through your seed, I'll bless the world because of what you've done. You didn't get hung up on this miracle I gave you. You, you still followed my words. You, you listened. You trusted me. I see that you can be trusted, Abraham. I'm going to bless you. John 1, 6 through 23, there was a man John 1, 6 through 23, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came into his own, unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he what? Power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made 
flesh and dwelt among men. And we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of him. He cried out and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. He was a point of contact. He was a point of contact. God will provide. He will provide you with the right point of contact. And that point of contact will usher him in. Do you have do you have need of Jesus this morning? I want you to understand something. And remember this. God told Cain that sin lies at the door. He warned him. It was out of love that he warned him. It was out of love that he that they had instruction on how to sacrifice, what to sacrifice, because prophetically it pointed to their eternal redemption that was coming. God cares about your salvation. He cares about you. He's telling you there's sin. It lies at the door, waiting, crouching, just for one little open, just one little open. Genesis 4, 6. And what door is that? It's the door to your heart. That's the same door. I want you to hear this. It's the same door that Jesus stands and knocks on in Revelation 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock, he says. Jesus and the devil know where that door is. And they're both going to knock. One is going to crouch at the door waiting Waiting to get you. And his purpose is to kill and to destroy and to steal. And if we open the door to Jesus, he will give you the grace to master that sin. He will deliver you. Don't you want him to deliver you? Do you have something that you need deliverance for? Don't let sin destroy you. You have to master it, Jesus says. You have to master sin. And the only way to master sin, the only way to be able to master it, is to let the master in. Let Jesus in. He will deliver you. He will will give you the power to become the sons of God. He will sweep clean your whole house. Remove all cobwebs, all pests, all afflictions, all diseases, and he'll furnish you with grace and mercy, his word, to sustain you, to keep you and protect you. Now what's the point of contact for us? What's the point of contact for me? God sent his word, Jesus, and they didn't know him. They they rejected it. They didn't know. We have to know 
our connection to God. We have to know what connects us to God. It might be oil. It might be bread. It might be grape juice of the communion. That point of contact might be water in that baptismal tank. It may be a shofar. It might be a missionary who found you out of nowhere. It might be the preacher who God used to bring you to an altar of repentance and salvation. It might be a pastor who kept you through a time that was hard. Your point of contact to God should might be your Bible. It should be your Bible. Always. It might be your local church congregation. It might be the altar in that church where you found God. It might be a gospel song that that you've been carrying around in your heart, strengthening you. It might be the movie, The Passion of the Christ, that, that really put things in, in perspective at one point in your life. It can be so many things to us, that point, those points of contact that point us to God, connect us to God, reconnect us to God. But at any time, if any of these things might be removed, it don't matter if, if those, those things disappear out, out of your life from scandal or from mystery or we don't know what happened or the pastor might fall or controversy. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what happens. We might never know why things disappear. You might have a friend that you used to have great respect for that turned her back on you. God might ask you to give up something. But none of the points of contact can save you. It's what those points of contact pointed to. If they were Jesus, it was him that can save you. They were, those points of contact were never intended to save you. They were intended for a season and for a reason. To reconnect us back to God. To usher in Jesus. The Bible says that they need a preacher. They need a word and a preacher to, to send to, to them to connect them back to God. But if that preacher dies or is lost or is disappears or scandal takes them off the air, which gets to them, it doesn't matter. Your salvation is not dependent on the reputation of man. It's dependent on the word of God. John fourteen six, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus was that sacrificial lamb, that point of contact that so many generations depended on. They trusted God's word that this was the right way. Just obeying this meant that we would be saved, that, that that Messiah would come and redeem. Sometimes God does a new thing. And we have to be prepared that when that pillar of cloud and that pillar of fire shows up and moves where we've been, we've got to follow that pillar. We can't stay with the tabernacle because if the fire, if that if that Point of contact moves from off the campsite. You got to pick up your tent and you got to follow that pillar of smoke. You got to follow that pillar of fire, the glory cloud. You got to follow God. 
and not stay with the camp. We don't stop going to God when they tell us we can no longer go to church. We don't stop anointing the sick if the oil dries up. If the religious leaders are arrested, executed, or they disappear, our faith should not disappear with them. We shouldn't kill our faith. Moses and Aaron had rods and and they were points of contact. But it was God that put the power behind their obedience using those points of contact. God provides. He always provides. Always. And we could talk for hours and go through a long list of things and people that God has used as points of contact through the Bible, through people we know, through our own lives. There's countless points of contact, but they come and go. And we can itemize and survey all day long on ceremonies and the things of God for days, but it's God. It's got to be Jesus. See, God provided Jesus to us for this reason, to bridge the gap, to restore us back to God. You have points of contact all over the place, but there's a single point of contact, one exclusive point of contact that gets you to God and that's Jesus and the devil's offering points of contact to get in many of those are like drugs and things that defile and are they're obviously meant to kill they're, he purposes to steal and to destroy but the devil more often does this through points of contact. A very important point of contact that points to today's issue is Numbers 21, 4 through 9, where the children of Israel were in the wilderness and Moses leading the way. And it says, and they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was most discouraged because of the way. You ever get discouraged? And the people spake against God and against Moses. Wherefore have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? But there's no bread, neither is there any water, and our soul loatheth this light bread. And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people. And much people of Israel died. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray unto the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent and set it upon a pole. And it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole. And it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. Now, we don't worship snakes. It it was probably pretty obvious to them at that time they they had no intention to worship a snake. 
See, God does things that out of, to us, they may not make any sense. They may, they may not. The point is to obey in faith. You might find out later, you may not find out later why God chooses to do what he does. On one hand, he'll say, don't make any graven images. Then on the other hand, he tells them to make a graven image. God is sovereign. He's sovereign. And we cannot wrap our brain around the things of God all the time, and we probably never will. I don't know. But the point here is this. Look at 2 Kings 18, 1 through 6. Now it came to pass in the third year of Hosea, the son of Eli, king of Israel, that Hezekiah, the son of Ahaz, king of Judah, began to reign. Twenty and five years old was he when he began to reign, and he reigned twenty and nine years in Jerusalem. His mother's name also was Abby, the daughter of Zechariah. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that David his father did. Look here what King King Hezekiah does. Verse 4, he removed the high places and break the images and cut down the groves and break in pieces the brazen serpent that Moses had made. For unto those days the children of Israel did burn incense to it, and he called it Nehushtan. He trusted in the Lord God of Israel, so that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah, nor any that were before him. For he clave to the Lord, and departed not from following him, but kept his commandments, which the Lord commanded Moses. You see here, after a few generations, things kind of get tricky with, with, with humans. They, they, we we, we kind of get this thing in our, our head where we get distracted off of God and we, we come back down where the devil's pulling us, tricking us. We let him trick us into coming down where our attention should be up. In John three fourteen through 17, it says, And Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. Even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. That's why God chose a serpent. Because cursed is a man who's, lift, who's, who's uh, lifted up on a tree, the Bible says. That whosoever believeth in him, Jesus, should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. See, God, he's so, he's so good. For every specific need we have, he's got a specific answer. And we may not find out for hundreds or thousands of years why a thing was used, but thank God he provides. The people were in the wilderness and they sinned and they provoked God and it wasn't long till serpents were drawn to that sin. Do you notice that? Like God told Cain, sin lies at the door, crouched outside that front door like a coiled snake, waiting for you to open a door. They're drawn to open doors. 
the people complaining was an open door, may as well have been begging for sin to bring death into their camp. But God in his compassion, when they cried to Moses to ask God for mercy, God had mercy. God provided. He always provides a point of contact for their healing. Jesus, the serpent on the pole was pointing to Jesus. When they looked at that, they depended on God's healing. But it was a prophetic sign to come. In our hour of need, God has provided. He's provided. We got to trust Him for that. We got to trust Him, and everywhere we look, we can see points of contact. And I'm saying to you this morning, please seek God everywhere. Be open for God to use anything in your life. It could be a, it could be a gas pump at a gas station that ends up becoming a milestone of your walk with God. And for whatever reason, God can use something that comes out of nowhere but you gotta discern and know and see and look for Jesus it could be a stranger it could be a building it could be a, a song on a radio it doesn't it doesn't matter it, the point is God knows you and and is with you everywhere you go whatever season you're in God's got a point of contact for you to put your faith in God through that point of contact but all those points of contact still point to Jesus, our exclusive single point of contact that points us and brings us and ushers us back into God's presence, back into fellowship with God, our creator. Jesus is our all in all. He's that point of contact. And this morning, I realized that there's a need there may be many needs in each of our, our lives, in our homes, in our families. But God knows your needs. Trust God. He knows your needs. And the Bible says if we call on that name, he'll save you. He'll save your household, the Bible says. Acts 2.21, he'll save you and your household. We don't worship the water that we're baptized in. We we go through that baptismal water to get back to Jesus, get back to God. Because Jesus, through burial in the water, we're being ushered back into relationship with God. And don't forsake anointing oil. Don't forsake the baptismal water. Don't don't forsake things that, that, that have meaning and purpose and connect you to God. Don't forsake those things. But I'm saying to you, the point is, you've got to look for Jesus. He connect, he's that kinsman redeemer. He says, I was dead, but now I'm alive. I saw something recently that said that, that the, Jesus, his death proved that he was a man. 
but his resurrection proved that he was God. Reach, reach for and cleave to every point of contact that you can find that will point you to Jesus. Open and read that Bible. Listen to those worship songs. Celebrate those holidays that honor God. Surround yourself with people who are filled with the Holy Ghost. Go places where God is manifesting. Listen to those preachers and those teachers and those ministers who are declaring the word of God. Get in the flow that connects you to Jesus. Follow his spirit. Move camp and follow his spirit. Because Jesus is the way. He's the only way back to the Father. Amen. God, we're trusting in you. You have already provided. We thank you this morning. We praise you for our healing, for our hope, for our, our increasing faith, for equipping and, 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 and growing our inner man this morning. Lord, you make us strong. God, you are mighty in battle, and you, you bring us into victory upon victory upon victory. Your word is sure. It's, it's trustworthy. We found it to be exactly as you said. We believe in you as the word has said. And that's why this morning we declare our faith is in you. Our faith is in you this morning, Jesus. We know you will never leave us. We know you will never forsake us. In this season or the next season or the next season, you're right there providing every need. Every need. Every need. So give us strength, give us wisdom to know that sin lies at the door. Give us grace, give us all the wisdom and the, and the godly zeal, the Holy Ghost boldness to master that sin that crouches at the door. As you draw us with love, draw us with love to open that door and let Jesus in. Thank you this morning, God. Thank you this morning. We look forward to tomorrow. We look forward to tonight in expectation. In expectation, God, because you have ordained and you have provided a point of contact in Jesus Christ. Thank you. We'll see you tonight. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use. You can use anything, Lord. You can use me. Take my hands and my feet up. Take my hands, Lord, and my feet. Touch my heart, Lord. Speak through me. You can use anything, Lord. You
Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.